Kaya Biz with Goulet and 4P. On Kaya 959. On the street, on the air. It's uh, 6.48 now and Ellen Gray helping you secure your future. Ellen Gray is an authorized financial services provider. This is Kaya Biz. Kaya Biz. With Goulet and 4P. On Kaya 959. On the street, on the air. In for Google. Yeah, so in for Google tonight is George Magnosi. And as I alluded earlier on, with a myriad of global and local factors making the world a very uncertain place for investors, many are asking themselves the question what is the best way to build an investment portfolio? Especially right now in these times, right? So we're going to unpack it. And uh, joining me via telephone is Cedric from Ellen Gray discussing how to invest to be crisis ready. All right. So uh, welcome, Cedric, who is, by the way, a the Independent Financial Advisory uh, Distribution Regional Manager at Ellen Gray. Did I say it correctly, Cedric? Yeah. Yeah. Really, George. Um, and after all the I'm the IFA Distribution Regional Manager, but thank you for the warm introduction. Well, welcome to it, man. And uh, yeah, these are tough times. Just give me a, a general feel first. You know, when you look out there, what's happening locally, globally, uh, one has to acknowledge it's, it's really a, a, a tricky and tough time to make decisions where to put whatever money it is that you have at least to invest, right? Sure, it, it really is. We are seeing a lot of things happening both locally and globally that can make a lot of investors pretty anxious um, and nervous. But, you know, in times when you are uncertain or there's a lot of uncertainty in the market, it's the last thing, the last thing you want to do is be changing and chopping portfolios or making emotional decisions. So we just need to be careful about how this time of uncertainty expresses itself in our own investor behavior. Right. You know, as the investment uh, world is, is obviously quite broad and, and one needs to still look at the individual's needs and aspirations, the desires and the ambitions, right? Long term, mid term and short term. So uh, that, that is still something warranting a specific focus, if you will, uh, to come uh, to a custom made, if you will, solution, right? Uh, that's 100% correct. You always need to go back to why you're investing to begin with. The majority of us have certain objectives and have certain goals that we want to invest for. And when we then make the decision to invest for these objectives or goals, we do so with an informed mindset. Mm. The last thing you want to do is to be chopping and changing things uh, and to have a mindset where you are changing an investment portfolio when your goals and your objectives haven't changed at all, George. So why would you do that and why would you change things if your objectives haven't changed? You still want to retire. Retirement is still a few years out. So it makes no sense for you to be changing your investment portfolio or getting anxious in times of uncertainty. Right. And, and, and yet at the same time, it's quite tempting, is it not? It's very unsettling sometimes when you look at what's happening around. And yes, you have those long-term objectives, but ish. Can I really afford to hold? Uh, I've been holding for quite a while and I know it's in line with my objectives, but hey, I'm getting a bit nervous about what's happening around me. <laughs> not true. And I think often when investments, we talk about not having all your eggs in one basket. Right. And, and what, what, what and let's, let's unpack that. What, what do you really sure. mean? Yeah. So uh, this 
truth of not having all your eggs in one basket, it holds true for many things in life, including investing. So investment managers like ourselves, we often speak about the importance of having a diversified portfolio to protect against uncertain outcomes. Yeah. And it involves considering your objectives and investing your money in a range of different assets, not just one type of asset. So have your money exposed to things like equities, bonds, cash, property, and not just locally, by the way, you need to also consider that as across different geographies. And what this does is that it ensures that your investments can continue to deliver returns under different circumstances. And so it's important for you to think about this when you're setting up your investment portfolio. And by doing that, you are truly not putting all your eggs in one basket. Yeah, and also uh, the, the, the very important factor in that, I suppose, is, is, is what we call generally hedging, right? Where, where you have the, the, the world uh, performances, as it were, kind of like uh, outbalancing one uh, on, on the one side of the world and uh, with, with the help of a, a bit of an investment that you put in elsewhere in the world, right? Exactly, exactly. And, I mean, you know, hedging your bets or, or creating a diversified portfolio, I think it's important to think about your overall portfolio going back to your shorter term and longer term components, right? Mm-hmm. You, you have investments that align with both of those time frames. You have investments that align with your short term goals, like having an emergency fund, and investments that align with your longer term goals, like retiring. So equities or shares, for example, which are typically higher risk, are generally more suited for people that have a longer time horizon or longer term investment goals, whereas cash or having your money in something more liquid is generally for shorter term periods. Mm. And so that's what you do. Um, you, you hedge your bets or you diversify your portfolio. And experienced investors, they typically build their portfolio using a selection of different asset classes and they get returns from different sources. And as these sources or asset classes tend to behave differently under different market conditions, you can be assured that you'll benefit from the benefit of diversification. Right. Um, yeah, well, now let's let's talk more about how investors can practically gain access to these diversified portfolios. Sure, and, and I like what you're mentioning there, practically, right? A lot of the time we can talk about it theoretically, but what does it actually mean? How does it translate to my daily behaviors and the things that I actually do? Creating a well-diversified portfolio entails investing in a variety of different asset types. And as an individual, for example, you may struggle to invest directly in a broad range of asset types um, one by one. So most of us simply can't afford to buy multiple properties across the world, build up portfolios in different companies, lend money to the government and buy government bonds, and manage all of that on a day-to-day basis. I mean, right. we still have full-time jobs. Yeah. Um, so an easier option is to rather invest with a reputable fund manager in something like a unit trust that is managed and mandated to invest in a range of different asset classes. So typically, you'd invest in a unit trust like a balance fund, which is invested in multiple asset classes. And what the asset manager does by pooling the contributions of a large number of investors is that they can buy a variety of different asset classes and help you create this diversified portfolio. So that's something that practically you can do is look into something like a unit trust fund. And when it comes to to, to these uh, portfolios, you know, there's, there's always a, a debate about whether it's it's the time right now to uh, get into a multi-managed type of uh, portfolio with many managers, their vessels or, or different, uh, uh, if you will, uh, products within a portfolio uh, versus single managed portfolios. Uh, just just explore that with me for for a bit. Sure. 
I mean, it, it all goes back to what your underlying investment is, right? So there's pros and cons of either approach. If you're investing in one unit trust fund, for example, and it's uh, invested in multiple asset classes, and your fund manager is a reputable fund manager with a long-term track record, that really should be enough evidence to show you that they have the necessary skill. When you then go into a multi-managed portfolio, for example, there are different managers in that portfolio, each managing their own portfolio as well. And you may find that your portfolio is exposed to multiple different shares and asset classes. And at times, if you aren't careful, you may dilute your return. Um, and you might as well, for example, look at investing in something that is uh, slightly more um, low fee, like a passive, for example, if you're going to go um, to a multi-manager. But you, you also need to look back at what you're actually saving for and whether that style of management is suited to what you're trying to do. You know, nine times out of ten, what's really going to help you make that decision is if you speak to a financial advisor, an independent financial advisor, that can then give you advice around whether a multi-manager or a single-manager approach is more appropriate for your investment objective. Right. And earlier on, you talked about the danger of switching funds, you know, uh, if you will, uh, the, the term is usually timing the market, as it were, rather than, uh, <laughs> you know, being cautious uh, and, and sticking to the long term objectives. What are some of those dangers of switching between funds and investments during periods of particularly underperformances? Exactly. You know, interestingly, scientific studies show that our brain responds to financial losses uh, such as underperformance in the same way that it responds to physical pain. So this explains why investors often want to sell or switch their investments to avoid future pain when their investment value decreases in the short term. But by doing this, you run the risk of pulling out of an investment at a really inopportune time and you lock in the losses. So research conducted by J.P. Morgan in the United States, for example, suggests that on average, Six out of the 10 best trading days on the stock market happen shortly after of 10 of the worst trading days. Hmm. And the chances are good that you might miss out on these 10 best trading days when you switch out at near the bottom or try to time the market. And we often say that. You mentioned it earlier. It's about time in the market and not trying to time the market uh, because you can really burn your fingers and lock in losses if you switch in and out trying to make a quick profit or running away from losses. You should always keep in mind that you're saving and investing for longer terms. And in fact, over time, even though there's short-term volatility, your money continues to grow if it's invested in the right places. Here's a curveball that I wonder how many people even saw it, but I never, certainly never saw it coming. COVID hitting. And, 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 and these are just some of the, obviously, uh, if you will, uh, unsettling <laughs> events in, in, in one's life. And uh, it certainly, uh, you know, uh, affects what. So I, I guess where I'm going with this is um, what other tips can you share with us, particularly when you can see, uh, you know, situations like COVID coming and that you just never expected, which just rock the world as, as it did. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, oftentimes uncertainty in the greater scheme of things, and especially in the lifetime of an investor, adds up to a very short periods of volatility. And so using COVID as an example, um, if you go back to February 2020 and you look at, you know, the all share index, for example, and you look at it today and how it's recovered and actually even uh, gone above levels that we saw in February 2020. I mean, really, you think about how uncertainty in the moment is uncomfortable, but in the greater scheme of things and in a person's investment lifetime, it isn't as significant. But look, some quick four tips that I would recommend to stay the course yeah. when you're investing in times of uncertainty is firstly to focus on investment truth, 
when investing, the most important thing is the price that you pay relative to how much a business is actually worth. And so even though the price of a share may fluctuate, does the true worth of a business actually fluctuate by as much? The second thing is give your investment time. Don't try and time the market. Make sure you spend enough time in the market. The third thing is to focus on your long-term goals because it's really about making sure that your goals are aligned to how you're currently invested. And then lastly, it's always good advice to find independent financial advice from a professional that can help you stay the course, especially in times of uncertainty. Right, Cedric, remind me once again where people can explore more with Ellen Gray. Uh, How do they get in touch? Uh, very easily, you can visit our website. It's www.allengray.co.za and you can find a, a plethora of different uh, podcasts and reading material to help you in these times of uncertainty to hear from professional fund managers like us what we're thinking of the current economy. Really appreciate your time, man. Thank you once again. Cedric, looking forward to, to more time with you. There you are. Thank you so much for having me, George. Thanks, Barut. And that's Cedric joining us via telephone right there. Hey, listen, it's all about helping you secure your future, which was brought to you by Ellen Gray. Ellen Gray is an authorized financial services provider. Kaya Biz with Google Tumfupi, Monday to Thursday, 6 to 8 p.m. on Kaya 959. On the streets, on the air.